Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. Welcome to Students Incorporated, a podcast exploring the topics of business, education, technology, and design. I'm your host, Mr. Jason. Join me weekly as my team and I produce content that's informative, positive, fun, and uplifting. Episodes include student conversations, interviews with thought leaders, and inspirational stories with an international flavor. This podcast is created and produced with the help of students from the International Community School of Bangkok. In today's episode, we have the privilege of talking with a professional athlete who knows a thing or two about hard work, adversity, and perseverance. But before we get into our first segment, let's hear our quote of the day and get some headline sports news. Our quote of the day comes from Tim Tebow. He's quoted to have said, every time I step on the field, I'm going to give my whole heart regardless of the score. This quote emphasizes a player's unwavering commitment and passion for their sport and their teammates. It reflects their determination to always put forth their best effort and play with their utmost dedication, regardless of the outcome or score. It illustrates their immense love and respect for the game. And now, onto some sports news. Here are some top football news from the United States. Beginning with college football, the Georgia Bulldogs are ranked number one and continue to dominate other opponents each week. Just this past weekend, they crushed the Florida Gators 43 to 20. The Georgia Bulldogs are currently undefeated with eight wins and zero losses. Now onto the NFL. The NFL preseason is underway and there are currently three teams leading in a three-way tie. Those teams are the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Washington Commanders. And finally, the trade deadline for this NFL season was set for October 31st, today. Teams are scrambling to make last minute roster changes and trades right up until the deadline. And that ends our American football sports news. All right, thank you for the quote and the headline news. Today, we welcome a special guest who knows a lot about the sport of American football. Please help me welcome Asa Watson, a former college player from the Wolfpack of North Carolina State University and who also spent a short time with the New England Patriots and the Dallas Cowboys. Let's give it up for Mr. Asa Watson. Remy is going to get us started with our first question. Thank you again for being our guest. Would you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you are doing now? Uh, My name is Asa Watson. Um, First off, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, so glad to be here and be a part of Chapel. Um, it's definitely a warm welcome from Bangkok. I've never been there before, but hopefully one day uh, I'll have the chance to come visit. Uh, but like I said, my name is Asa, 33 years old. Um, I'm from Rock Hill, South Carolina, originally. Um, I have four kids and a wife. And I've lived in Germany the past three and a half years, but now I'm back in the States uh, where I'm a personal trainer and also work on my master's. Um, so yeah, I like sports, like football, and uh, definitely enjoy sharing my story and getting to know people in here and their story as well. Thank you, we're super honored to have you here with us. We'd like to start with some more lighthearted questions. So our first question is, did you ever have the opportunity to catch a pass from Tom Brady? <sighs> yeah. Um, 
not in a regular season game, but I definitely caught passes from him almost every day in practice. So um, I was there. I was the guy who was standing there just catching passes to help him warm up or uh, catching passes during drills. So definitely caught some passes from Tom Brady. But he throws the ball really hard. <laughs> oh, wow. Here's another question about another quarterback. What was it like playing with Russell Wilson when in when he was in college? For the sake of our audience, Russell Wilson played his first 10 seasons for the Seattle Seahawks and helped take his team to two consecutive Super Bowls, winning one. He now plays for Denver Broncos. Yeah, so uh, I think Russell Wilson is definitely also a privilege. Um, Russell is a smart guy, a very hard worker, and uh, a really great quarterback, really great player. And so um, he's the type of person that when you're around him, you spend time with him, he makes the people around him um, better at what they do. Uh, by setting an example, he works really hard, so that, that helps the team to work hard as well. So playing on the field with him is fun, and also uh, that practice, uh, during practice time, uh, being around him and seeing his work ethic really helped uh, me to become a better player as well. And we understand your brother also plays football and has been influential in your life. Could you explain a little bit about how that has happened and what that means to you? So my family, uh, when I was growing up, we had a really bad family. My dad played college football as well. And so um, all of us at some point played sports. We played soccer, or we played football, or we played when we ran track, or uh, gymnastics and different things. Uh, but my brother, um, he excelled at football and played uh, the team at NFL. For me, watching him grow up, uh, he was a huge example for me. Uh, like Russell, uh, in the way that he worked really hard to get what he to get to where he wanted to go in life. And so he set a goal when he was a high schooler, a teenager, that he wanted to play in the NFL. And so he he worked his butt off uh, as a high schooler. Uh, that as a college player uh, to get to where they want to be. And so that set a really good example for me to see um, that, you know, hard work really uh, is important, but hard work actually helps your character. It gives you the perseverance to go further, and, um, and it really does pay off in the long run. Thank you. That's really inspiring. And now, building on the topic of hard work, our next question is also about practice. We all know that becoming good at something takes a lot of training and practice. Could you give us a little insight into what your training and practices were like in college and in the NFL, and what kind of character qualities that built in you? In your college, um, you basically get four years uh, to play. And so when they bring you in, you usually like a young guy, maybe 17, 18, and you've played football before, but you've never really been challenged um, to give your absolute best to the, to the greatest potential. And so what college coaches do is they try to kill you. <laughs> they try to uh, bring you as, as close as, uh, as they can get to the limits as possible. And so um, during the off season, the time that we're not playing actual games, there's about three or four months where they, they give you the hardest training of your life. And so that's waking up at sometimes 4 to 35 in the morning when it's cold outside to go to the facility and train and run to lift weights um, to get yourself bigger and stronger and faster. Um, but 
it's a, the time where you have to mentally be strong um, in order to get physically strong. And so that was everything from our training in the weight room to our running, to our dieting, um, to stretching. Uh, but as a college student, even on top of that, you have to be a great student. You have to go to class, you have to study. Um, and so all of these things are important to making you a different person. And I think um, having lived through that, uh, it helped me to, uh, to be a more balanced um, individual and a more balanced adult because I realized uh, that I've gone through some really hard things um, and I was able to get through them through perseverance. Um, but being a part of the team is, uh, is a huge thing. That's super insightful. Our next question is about expectations. Was it hard to deal with outside expectations from family, friends, coaches, and teachers when it came to school and sports growing up? When I was younger and I was looking up to my brother, uh, we lived in a, a small town. Uh, we grew up in a small town, and so uh, my brother was pretty famous where we were from. Uh, he was famous for his, uh, you know, being one of the strongest uh, football players in the history of his college, you know, being a great football player. And so a lot of the pressure for me was um, was being just like him. I felt like he was uh, the standard that I had to meet, that, that if I was going to be successful in anything, I had to be just as good or better than him. But I realized after a while that um, some of the pressure that I was feeling wasn't from my brother, it wasn't from people on the outside, it was only from myself. And so I guess the lesson that I learned from that is something that we can all take away is that um, when we compare ourselves to other people, um, it applies pressure on us and it can hinder um, our view of ourselves. It can, um, it can keep us from being our best. Um, and ultimately, um, we just have to understand that um, God has created us individually different from everyone else in the world. And we all have different gifts that, that we have that we can offer. And so the best thing that we can do is just give our absolute best of what we have. Yeah, for sure. I think that too. And I think um, siblings or pressure from siblings definitely plays a big role. And also um, pressure and expectation, self-expectation also plays an important role as well. And now to follow up with our last question of this segment, regarding adversity, expectations, and hardships, how did you overcome them and what does it mean to you to be strong and courageous? I think one of the biggest, uh, one of the biggest hardships I think I had during college um, was that I went through having two heart surgeries uh, between my uh, freshman and sophomore year. And they actually took me out of football for a little bit. And for me, uh, as a college student in my first and second year, I was really trying hard to prove myself. I was trying to show my coaches that I was good enough. I was trying to show my teammates that they could rely on me. Uh, I wanted to make a name for myself and show that I was, you know, as, as good as my brother was. Um, and so feeling the pressure uh, and then having a heart surgery wasn't good mix. Um, it took me out of the thing that I was trying to prove myself in. And so at a point where I was trying to find my worth in the sport, in football, um, I wasn't able to do that anymore. And so it was at that time that um, I really started to, uh, yeah, I started to, to 
read the Bible, read the Bible and it's really seeking how, um, how God doesn't love me any differently, um, whether I'm good or bad, or whether I perform well or not. Um, uh, it says that my grace is sufficient, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And so I felt like what God was saying to me was that, you know, even if you're not the best athlete, even if you have challenges, uh, even if you make mistakes, um, I care more about your effort. I care more about the attitude that you bring to whatever I'm doing. Um, God cares about what we, what, we, what we do is what we have, in other words. And so when I actually changed my perspective um, on my sport and changed my perspective on what I what I was doing as an athlete, I came back uh, after sitting out of a year and I became a better athlete. I was, I was a better football player. Um, because I wasn't thinking about the pressure uh, of those around me. I wasn't thinking about the pressure for myself or thinking about making mistakes. I was so refocused on me giving my best for God because God gave me his best through his son, Jesus. And so um, that really changed it for me. And um, I guess that was probably the biggest lesson during my college days that I could share. And with that last question for our first segment, you can just hold on, Asa. We'll come back to you in a moment. We'll be right back with our second segment, which includes questions from some of our audience members. So thank you for that, audience members. But first, it's time for a short announcement. One, two, three, four. Hello, student-led organizations and clubs. You have the opportunity to showcase your amazing organizations and clubs during our podcast episode PSA announcement segment. This is a fantastic opportunity to promote and highlight the unique experiences your club offers as well as connect with our community. Simply fill out the Google form posted in the homeroom slides or contact any member of the Students Incorporate podcast team. We are back with our second segment. For this segment, we invited our students and faculty to submit questions they'd like for us to ask Mr. Asa. Now, in order to make this fun for them, for you guys, we also entered your names into a raffle drawing with a chance to win an autographed souvenir from Mr. Asa. We'll announce the raffle winners at the end of our next podcast episode. Okay, let's get into our first audience submitted question. Premier will get us started again. All right, our first audience question comes from Miles. He asks, did you ever get scared on the football field because some of your opponents were huge? Yeah, I, I've definitely been scared. I was definitely scared uh, coming onto the field sometimes. Um, there were times where, uh, you know, you're coming out of the tunnel, like you walk down this long tunnel, and then, you know, for home games, they shoot out smoke and fireworks and there's flamethrowers. And uh, you run out, and there's sixty thousand people screaming, and uh, you you don't want to. The biggest thing is you don't want to trip and fall and get run over by teammates. But um, but I think there's definitely times where I've uh, been challenged uh, by looking at the guy in front of me. Uh, I've blocked some some people that were three hundred pounds. Um, get I've got hit by people that were about three hundred pounds. So yeah. Our next question is from Abby. She asks, 
During your football playing years, which player has impressed you the most? Uh, no, probably Tom Brady. Yeah, I think it would be Tom Brady.、Uh, just because Tom is like, he's just like a celebrity. He's already a celebrity. But, and, and, then, and then with Liam, when you meet him face to face, it's just like, you know, it's, it's like kind of, you're kind of at loss for words because he's so famous. But yeah, I think what impressed me the most about him is that he's just a professional in everything he does.、Um, he, he goes through practice. But then he has a guy who works with him extra to do drills with him, to do his nutrition,、um, to give him everything that he needs to eat,、um, uh, to stretch him, to do all this stuff, recovery.、Uh, he's very professional about everything he does. So I definitely say Tom Brady. Our next question is from AOE. She asks Have you ever felt like you, your body was not fit for the sport? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 definitely. I think, I, think I, I always felt like I was, I was always pretty undersized for my position. So I'm like, when I was playing, I was probably like 225, 225 pounds. And most of the guys in my position were like 240, 250, 260. And so I always felt like I was smaller, which Was, was really hard because, you know, if you're going against somebody who's like 70 pounds bigger than you, it would help to have some extra pounds.、Um, but I think it just, it just made me be that much more、um, aggressive and that much more.、Um, I, I realized I had to hustle more and work harder than everybody else. So, yeah. Our next question is from Noah. He asks, What was your best play? And do you like the Falcons? Uh, no, no. <laughs> no, no, like the Falcons.、Uh, but、uh, I think my best play, okay, my best play in high school was, yeah, I'll start with high school, because high school I had, yeah, high school was fun. So my best play in high school,、uh, we were on defense, the team was on defense. We got. We took the ball, and so we were on the one yard line. So we had the end zone right behind us. So basically, what happens if you get pushed back one yard, the other team gets two points. So you don't want to do that. So we were back up to the one yard line. I was playing wide receiver. The quarterback snaps the ball, turns. I run straight through the middle, the linebacker, through the, through the two safeties. And quarterback throws the ball, I catch it, and I break it for 99 yards.、Wow. I go to full stretch of the field. <laughs> Thank you for the Oh, wow, that is impressive. And now our next question is from Jonah. He, a- <laughs> He asks, What's the best moment in your football career? I don't, I don't know if it was an exact moment. Well, I, I think in a, in a general sense, I think the thing that I miss the most is just the friendships and the camaraderie and just having a bunch of guys around you all the time that want the same thing that you want, that have the same goal, and that are all pushing each other to, in order to get that goal. That's something unique that you don't really get in, in such a way in any part of life. but... 
Um, I think another moment I think I was proud of was uh, just when I was done playing college, um, I went away to train for four months and then then comes the draft and just the moment when you get picked by a team, uh, I was picked by the Patriots and so that was for me, I think a really big moment. Um, yeah, really exciting. And our next question is from Julian. He asks, who was or is your favorite NFL football player? Uh, that would definitely be my brother. I mean, I guess, of course, I have some bias, uh, but he was always uh, very interested in my career. Uh, even when I was in middle school playing football for the first time or in high school, he was always giving me pointers and tips how I can play my position better because I played the same position as him. And so he was always really supportive. And uh, yeah, when I was, uh, you know, he would send me you know, gloves and would send me wristbands and all that kind of stuff. Um, but one, one time when I was in high school, he flew me up to, uh, to visit him when he was playing for the Patriots. And uh, that was the first time I met Tom Brady as a high schooler. But uh, yeah, my brother's always been my, my biggest inspiration. And, uh, not only as a football player, also just as a, as a person, as a dad. As a husband, he's really a person that I look up to. That's really sweet. If my brother was an NFL football player, he would be my favorite one too. <laughs> Diving a little deeper now, then this next question is from Mrs. Amy. She asks, how do professional athletes plan for the future, knowing that an injury could end their career much earlier than planned? Do professional athletes have backup plans? Uh, yes. Yes. Um, I think you have to have a backup plan. And... Many, I think majority of the guys, you're always thinking in the back of your, your mind, what could happen if I get hurt? Um, I think that's that's probably more scary than the guy who's in front of you, who's maybe bigger than you or stronger than you. Um, it's it's the, uh, the thought of, what if I'm just running down the field and I, I step wrong and my ankle breaks or you know, I get hit in my head wrong and, I, you know, I get a concussion and I can never play again. That's a constant fear in football players' minds um, because uh, it's so unpredictable. Uh, football is, is a contact sport. It's a collision sport. Um, and so it's very violent and uh, injuries can happen at any time. And so one way I think people prepare is, is just that uh, there's... The, the National Football League Players Association and what they do is they support the players uh, to help them um, prepare for the next level. They, they provide classes on how to start a business or how to get into like boot camp classes on how to do commentating or whatever they want to get into. Um, there's always uh, there's always support for them to to figure out what's the next step. And many people aren't thinking about that. Uh, I know when I was in college, there was a lot of guys who just thought that college would never end, uh, even though it does in four years. But uh, but yeah, it's, it, it, it's definitely necessary for people to think about that. Um, what happens when all this is gone? Our next question is from Highlight. She asks, 
How has being an athlete helped shape your identity? I think some of the best lessons that I've learned in life and some of the most... Alright, so I'll say this. The biggest and the best lessons in life that you learn, they will come from easy moments in life. Um, most of the, the really formative lessons and the things that really shape your life and shape your character come from difficulties. They come from challenges. They come from times where uh, you struggle and you may not have the answers and um, you may be in, in a really difficult spot. Um, but I know one thing is that um, when you push through, when you persevere, when you find a way to get through, whether that's by yourself or somebody's helping you and you learn to rely on other people, um, you'll always learn something and, and take something from that that'll shape you into the person you're supposed to be. So um, I would definitely say that, uh, yeah, the biggest lessons I learned uh, were from my time playing football and uh, made, made me to be tougher in life to, to realize that uh, I've been through the tough and physically tough things. Um, obviously, there's there's some things that are still difficult, but uh, but yeah, they help me to push forward and to uh, to realize that you know there's a big picture in all of this. Yeah, that was a good question, and I definitely agree. I think that in life, it's the difficulties, the adversaries that help truly help shape our identities. And now our next question is from Ken. He asks, how does one stay committed throughout that journey without burning out or quitting? Yeah, uh, it's, it's not easy. I don't know if that's the easy answer. Because when you're, when you're in the middle of a difficult season or uh, just, just something that, that you feel like that you'll never see the end of, I think it's important Number one, to just remember the big picture. I mean, for, for most of you guys, all of you guys are in school, right? So some of you will go to the university where you'll study and in the hopes that you'll get a job uh, of your choice at some point, right? And so when you go to college, um, I think it's a, a, a pretty normal rule that it's not supposed to be easy. And you have to study. And you have to put in hours and hours upon study and go to classes. But I think that that through that, through that it's shaping our identity, through that it's making an error. But when you're in the midst of, of the most difficult times, I think it's important to, to take a step back um, and to change your, your perspective. It's like sometimes we don't see the beauty of what's around us because we can't see it from a higher view. Right, so it's like when you go to the woods or whatever. Like when I was in Germany, there's a one of my favorite spots in our city. It's in the middle of a forest, but when you go onto this tower, there's there's a big tower, and you when you walk up to the top of it, you can see the entire city. But not only that, you see the trees, you see uh, the city over in the distance, and I could see things when I went up there the first time. I could see things that I didn't even know were there. I didn't know there was a city up. I didn't know there was a hill over there. I didn't know how beautiful the landscape was. What I'm trying to say, long story short, is that a lot of times we see life like this, 
Uh, and when we see our difficulties like this, um, it's it's necessary for us to take the blinders off. Sometimes that's asking somebody to help us, but other times it's, it's just looking at what is the goal that I'm trying to get out of this? What do I really want out of this? Why am I doing this? And that'll help us to understand where we are in that present time. And our next question is from Bea. She asks, who or what was your main inspiration for studying football? Um, I think you guys know that. <laughs> uh, my brother was definitely my inspiration for starting football. Uh, I just wanted to be like him. And because my dad played as well, I kind of felt like it was in my blood. Yeah, where I'm from, kids play, kids play football. Boys play football, and so. All right, and now our final audience question comes from Camden. She asks, how did you deal with people who only wanted to be your friend because you played sports and made a professional team? Um, I, didn't, I didn't actually deal with that a lot. I think it's important as a, you know, as, a, as an athlete, but also in any, in any stage of life that you're in, to use discernment to see um, who's around you and why. A lot of people want to be your friend only for what they can get out of you. And you should use wisdom in that moment to, to see, okay, are these people around me when I'm in my most difficult times or are they just around me when when, things, when times are good? Um, are these people accountable? Can I reach out to them when I'm having a, a tough time and they're, they're ready and able to help me? Um, are they true friends? Um, I think all of us can use that wisdom to, to learn that. I didn't have a lot of people who were around me because I was a football player. I tended at that time to to try to to, to allow only people around me, not not necessarily only allow people around me, but I tended to choose close friends more selectively. And I think it's that's a wise thing to do. You can't just let anybody, you know, be your close circle. Our students incorporated team likes to ask our guests for advice before we end our shows. So what advice would you give to your young people? It can be about anything you feel we should know as we move to the future. Yeah, that's a great question. I think the, the advice that I would give is from one of my favorite quotes. And let not the wise man boast of his wisdom, or the strong man boast of his strength, or the rich man boast of his riches, but let him who boasts, boasts about this, that he understands and knows me. Uh, this is God talking. He says that I am the Lord who practices uh, love, justice, and righteousness on earth for these things I delight. So what, the reason why that's important to me is he says in the beginning, many of us want to, we want to learn knowledge for the sake of learning knowledge. But one day knowledge is going to run out. One day we're all going to die. Um, some of us live to be rich, and so we want to acquire as much wealth as we can in the time that we have on earth to live a comfortable, rich life. And some, some of us want to be strong. Some of us want to have uh, impressive bodies. We want to, we want to um, maintain our youth. We want to, yeah, have, have physical power, right? Um, but these things are fleeting. These things will all one day go away. Uh, we're all going to get older. And so what I think that message, the message in that is that don't invest all of yourself in these things that will fail you. Invest in the thing or in the one who will never fail you. And what I found in my, my personal life is that 
God has never failed me, um, and he will never fail me. But I think the key to that, that verse is that the person who is really wise, the person who is really strong, the person really rich, um, it's not based on his physical strength or his physical wealth or his knowledge. It's based on uh, the knowledge of who God is. So what we should all understand is that we are all created for a purpose. And if we don't understand that, we need to learn who our creator is. In order to really understand who they create, we need to tell who designed us and created us. So if I could encourage you in any way, I'd say seek God with all of your heart, allow him to give you the wisdom for life, for a future, to help you understand how to navigate what life is meant to be. Thank you uh, so much for that great advice, uh, Asa. Yeah, um, thank you. Thank Thanks you. Uh, and that ends our interview with Mr. Asa Watson. On behalf of the Students Incorporated team and the entire student body, uh, we'd like to thank you for taking time to tell us a little bit about your story and for answering so many of our questions. So thank you for that. As we end this episode, I hope you were inspired and encouraged by our interview today with Mr. Asa Watson. We are all reminded to always put forth our best effort regardless of the outcome and to love and respect not only what we do, but to love and respect each other. Thanks for listening and participating in our live recorded show today. You can find today's show as well as all of our other shows on the streaming platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. As always, this podcast would not be possible without the hard work and support of our international student production team. All music and sound effects are courtesy of Pixabay.com, a vibrant community of creatives sharing copyright-free images, videos, and music. And we're signing off. Until next time, we are Students Incorporated. Because your voice matters. Okay, and that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Uh, that ends our live recording session. Thank you, everyone, for participating. Uh, but before uh, you're dismissed,